Welcome back, everybody, to the Writing Raw podcast. I'm here with Cam Cam. Oh, yeah. And I'm here with the beautiful Cobra. That's right. Um, <laughs> we're here at Cobra's house. It's very smooth. I like it. What type of candle is that you burn over there, bro? That is sandalwood. And, uh, <laughs> sandalwood. My and goodness. something else. I don't know what it is. Um, my voice is coming off a little bit different than it typically is because I guess I'm growing up. <laughs> Or it's because I have a cold. I don't know. We'll find out by tomorrow morning. But we're going to start this off today. <clears throat> and I'm going to dive right into it. I'm just going to... I think today, what I'd like to do is try something a little bit different. Is talk more naturally like we do when we're just with the guys at work. So I'm going to just go right for it. Go right for the throat. Alright. I'm going to throw a question out here to you two guys. And you tell me your thoughts. 70% of divorces in a marriage are initiated by the female. What are your thoughts about that? Who wants to take it? You want to take it? You take it, Cam. I got, ooh, talking about marriages though, man. Um, well, that's interesting because you have, yeah. you, you know, you have an experience in marriage. So I'm uh, curious to know what. Let me. Yeah. Cause I, I don't feel like I have the, the answer for this, but rather than that, let me, let me send out, something to y'all is uh the the old saying or like you always hear old people like old old dudes joke about it like you can never please a woman you know the woman's never happy or no such thing or whatever it's jokes and stuff but i think that plays a role you can can never fulfill i grew up with that type of sentiment around me that was in my culture in my society what's that you can never make a woman happy oh she'll never you'll never make her happy She'll mm-hmm. never be happy. So I think they built, beat it into their subconscious, and that's the way they're always thinking. And no matter what you're going to do, she's not going to be happy anyway. Correct. So, Y'all heard of the, uh, it's kind of a joke that went around lately. Y'all hear about the lady went to the husband's store? It's this whole long joke. No. no Essentially, I'm not going to tell the whole thing, but um, there's a six-story floor, a husband's store. You, can, you start number one, and you can go up. You can never go back down. Lady goes, she goes through all the floors, and first floor is just a basic dude. At the By the fifth floor, it's this amazing guy, and uh, they basically go, she goes, all right, well, this this is really good, but I'm going to go for that sixth floor. Like, I want something better. Mm. And uh, the sixth floor is the <laughs> where all the occupancy of all the women who have ever shopped at this store are, and it's just a floor with no men representing that you can never make a woman happy. Mm. But it's a whole joke, but... You say, you say that's volumes. reality. Huh? <laughs> I, think, I think it speaks volumes on like the uh, general public of, um, and I've been I've been sitting on it lately the past couple of days because like I don't want to talk about settling like nobody should ever settle but learning to be like appreciative in what you have and what you're finding rather than always seeking something new. Yeah, I think people have a problem with the word contentment and it has a bad rap. I don't think there's anything wrong with contentment. And I think kind of that's what you're speaking of right now is being content, you know? And for me, content just means that you're okay with, uh, with what you have. That doesn't mean that you don't strive for anything better or, you know what I mean? It's just that if I don't get anything, I'm good right here. You know what I mean? I'm content right here. It doesn't mean that you are settling by any means, you know? So, I think people should, uh, well, I would say that I think nowadays people have a problem with 
being content. And it's hard, you know, like we had a uh, podcast, a few podcasts go about, you know, uh, instant gratification or whatever it is. But we kind of segued into talking about, you know, how easy it is to get gratification. And because of that, it's so uh, it sort of becomes like a drug and you want it. You know what I mean? You want that uh, that high, if you will, you know, and then once you experience it, you want more of and you start to look at your situation and think that it's not good enough and the grass is greener over here and you know yeah so people so, always thinking that they can upgrade they're going to want to upgrade exactly it's know? so easy to see the the better thing quote, yeah. i'm air quoting the better thing right. um whether it be on like social media or whatever but um yeah it's all it's always i feel like especially right now it's it's so easy to look forward and like oh that person has something better than me or you know i could have better than this or whatever rather than appreciating what you currently have i mean do you think this though do you think this do you think that the reason why 70 percent, like the the numbers are so skewed 70 and 30 that's huge you know it's a big gap there could it be that it is easier for women to uh find something else than it is for men to find something else so if, if that is the case is it more likely that a woman would say you know what? I'm out of here because she doesn't have the fear of like, I'm not going to find anything else. You know? Yeah. I, I, that is a very, very good point. And I, I do in a way believe that, hmm. that it does have some, uh, some validity to it. Think of it this way. Cam, I think you agree with me. Cobra's a pretty good looking guy. Oh, yeah. very yeah, much. I am. He gets his suits <laughs> tailored. He gets his suits tailored. Uh, let's, let's go over a list of you right now. Like, we were actually talking about this, and I was I was having the same conversation with uh, with another buddy of ours, Brad. If you look at you, you are a good-looking guy, great father, um, financially stable. You make good money. We actually looked it up, um, the stats of it. You fall within the 1.5, I think, percent of males where you have the money... Um, you're not obese, right? You have a house. You can produce children. You can raise good children. You got a nice car. You take care of yourself. You're a single dude, and you're burning a sandalwood candle in here for me. Yeah. <clears throat> those are very, like, people want those types of traits. And you could talk openly. Mm -hmm. Very transparent. So you got a lot of things going for you. If you were to go into a club tonight... Um, the odds of you actually pulling somebody home, let's say out of 10, I would say maybe one or two out of 10 for the guy, right? Yeah. I think for a female, it is far greater. That's perspective. Yeah, you're right. A female yeah. can walk into a place, a female can walk in in any place mm -hmm. and there's going to be some guy because a majority of males call it for what it is. I was one of those guys before. You know, you think with your dick. And that's what he's going to be thinking with when he sees this person, mm -hmm. this female. So a female could walk into a place and she can get validation just like that. Yeah. Just like that. So I do think there is validation in what you're saying. 70% of marriages are, let's say, initiated or f followed through with the female because, one, they have more options. Right? There you go. Yeah, more options. They have more options. Um, 
I one of my things though, <clears throat> and it's not necessarily from the the women that I've talked to that have been through the same deal, and we have transparent conversations through uh, through the writing platform. It's not necessarily that they had options, but they they knew that in themselves that time is very valuable, right? And why not? Why can't I have that guy that's actually going to see me? True romance. So it's not about contentment. It's they're not being seen on in the short life that they have. The last podcast we did, you brought it up, Cobra. And you said, you know, life is short. You got to do what you need. And I think that they realize that before the males do. Because mm-hmm. I didn't see things like that. And um, I don't know if you saw it before, but we had to go through hell to see that. We had to get broken. Yeah. I think another reason that 70% of marriages that are started and are followed through with the, uh, with the female is because the guy in that relationship, I'm built to be a fixer. So I'm going to keep trying to fix. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going until I am numb, till I am done, till I am dead. I'm going to continue to try to fix this thing. Cause otherwise you're a failure, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're a failure. You'll be seen as a failure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the, when the relationship does end, typically it's like they, they, they can look at the guy and say, what did you do? I said, I didn't do anything. And that's what I said for the longest time. Like, I didn't do anything. She did all these things. There's plenty of things I didn't do. Like, for instance, you know, I, I wasn't seeing her as much. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It takes two to fail. Absolutely, it does. All right. Let me throw, <clears throat> we'll play a I just said doing my best to try and think on both sides going back to the um put it this way like women can uh women can choose men have to like like work for you know whatever if say your uh your partner or whatever chooses you as as a woman like choosing a man say she chooses you um Yes, she has all these options. Yes, it's very easy. It's very accessible, all this stuff. But if she, you know, out of all those options, you're the pick. Um, I think that's incentive, you know? Incentive for? Like, uh, saying like 70-30 and women leave, and that may be a reason. But I think that may be a reason they stay as well. It's like after all all these guys, you know, all these picks, whatever, I picked this one. And, you know, I, I think that's something to think about as well. Well, of course, the um, the female, it's not like she's saying, and I'm not speaking on behalf of all females. It's not like they're saying, this isn't going my way, I'm leaving this relationship, or I'm leaving this marriage. Right. In a way, they are trying. I think the male gets so hyper-focused on what he's trying to fix that he can't even see what she's trying to do maybe differently. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't. Yeah. You know, when things were falling apart, I was... She could have tried something different. She could have been more interested in my hobby, let's say. But I was so focused. We talked about seeing in red, right? The lenses. I was seeing in the deepest red that you could. And I was just so overly focused that I couldn't pay attention to what anybody else was doing. And it's another reason, you know, we... You go. You can go to like a marriage counselor or a marriage therapist, and you got somebody new who's talking about these really deep things. 
but for the guy, and it's, and I do believe it's one of the reasons why a lot of guys don't go to seek out therapy is I don't trust you with this, right? So like the marriage counseling may not work for everybody because the male can't let go and trust. The only reason I was able to be so vulnerable with, with you guys and you saw me in the worst parts that I was, and I've seen you in some pretty bad spots and I've, you know, Cam with the things that you've gone through, but you have to trust at a deep, deep level for a guy to like get transparent until of course I got completely broken and then relearned everything that I'd been taught. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. I'm going to speak from like a personal side for a minute, but at least for me, it was um, more example and environment because I came in kind of into the heap of you guys, but especially um, you to do, to like talk about this stuff. So we have the, uh, we have like certain places at at work where we have these talks, but um, one of the, deepest ones where we have like the best conversations are in the middle of our work like as we're um doing our work and uh i kind of just got thrown into this pool and like this this these deep talks started getting pulled out and it was weird at first because just like everybody else and i think um me especially was kind of taught coming up to just like withhold that stuff and deal with it whatever and um but through like example and environment i saw what it was doing for you guys and um not to mention like i had all these problems that i I found out that if i just like bring them up and talk them out that uh a lot of a lot of them started solving themselves i remember when you first came into the shop you uh I think the first thing we did is you did the Enneagram test to figure out your type of personality. Mm-hmm. And I told you I wanted you to get a therapist. And I mean, you were young. How old were you then? 22? 22. Said, I want you to get a therapist. And I'm like, I really don't have a reason for a therapist. And you did talk to a therapist for a couple of sessions. Oh, yeah. Until she kicked me out. She said I didn't need her. Yeah. And she said <laughs> that, you know. But then fast forward a couple more months. And I remember we were at the beach house. And you were a wreck. Yeah. Right? You were a wreck, and you started to open up, and I think it was because you felt that trust there. Yeah. You're like, all right, I've seen this dude burning in hell. You know, this, what? what is it? I can, I can talk about this stuff. Well, and I do think another big key is when we are in the middle of our work, we are being physical with our hands, physical with our bodies, and we're talking out loud instead of like, right now, here's three dudes I'm sitting on this nice couch that I'll be napping on later, right? <laughs> and we're just looking at each other and we're talking about it. And of course, we've we've gone a lot more that we trust each other. We could be more vulnerable in these positions. But for me, it was easier to have these huge wrenches in my hands because mm-hmm. I've got really big hands, right? <laughs> to have these huge wrenches in my hands, just tearing something to pieces or putting something back together and then to have that conversation. I didn't have to look you in the eye. I could just talk out loud. Yeah, that is it. You kind of look at what you're doing. Well, the 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 beach house thing is a perfect example because you called me out on it. It wasn't that I just came out. You uh, and you didn't really even pull me out of it either. You you just straight up called me out on it, and started that 
um, conversation. Well, for you, I, I can see you've got like that line blood inside of you. You're going to do something with this world. You're not a follower. You're not some simple manager. You're going to be an actual leader. I know you're going to have an impact as a dad too. So it's, yeah, I'm going to call you out on it. The people that I can smell that's they're worth their weight and they're worth my time. Yeah, we're going to have that conversation. We're going to talk about it because why not? Yeah. I want you to be able to talk to your kids about it. I want you to be able to talk to your wife. I don't want you to end up like me. Instead of if you were me right now. Right? Yeah. Don't go through that hell. That's why I've, I've, I've invested so much time, so much work into the writing, us putting together this podcast. All this stuff is free. That's that's the most beautiful part of it, you know, and I think that we're blessed as being givers because I'm giving you this stuff for free. We are giving them this stuff for free. It's Thursday. We're about to start the weekend. Early. We got four days off. Mm-hmm. We finally got some free time and we're talking about this stuff so that a, another guy um, can can hear about it and he can learn it. And if the majority of the, the podcast listeners, the majority of the, the people that follow me on the writing account, they can learn from it. They can like kind of see what their husband is going through or their boyfriend or their fiance. If you're a single mom out there that you can see what your kids are going through. We do this thing where we're actually talking about it to try to help teach, educate, give you some of our experience, our knowledge. I don't care what you could call it, whatever you want to. I just don't want to see people go through an unnecessary hell if they don't need to. Especially when it comes to marriage, because marriage should be beautiful. And I'm not saying that to say that marriage should not be difficult or hard or tasking or it's going to be all of those things. But it should also be beautiful, probably because of those things. Rewarding. You know what I mean? Like it's it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Uh, But going off of kind of what you just said, um, when I think about it now, I think about, okay, so, well, Cam, you're still young and you're not married yet. so like all the guys out there that are kind of in his shoes or some that are single, you know what I mean? Like, what would you tell those guys? Uh, what kind of advice would you give those guys knowing the, uh, the statistic of 70% of females uh, file for divorce and, you know what I mean, the, uh, the gap there? Like, what would you tell those guys to say, hey, while you're dating, try to instill this in your relationship so that when you marry this person, you guys don't end up as one of these statistics, you know Talk. what I mean? No. Hmm? Talk. <laughs> talk. <laughs> talk. Well, what do you talk about? You know what I mean? Because you could talk all day long about everything, superficial things, you yeah. know, all of that stuff. But when it comes to like us being um, previously married and divorced, and it's interesting because like we talk about that that statistic, but you didn't initiate your divorce, right? Correct. I initiated my divorce. So you know, you got two guys here who one said I want a divorce, and then on the other side you have another guy that didn't want a divorce and mm-hmm. she, you know what I mean? So I'm a 30%. He's a 70%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have, you know, these two guys with, I guess I can ask like, what questions would you have to these two guys about like, yo, like how can I make sure that I don't end up, you know, down the road in that kind of a situation. And then to you, what would you tell like your kid growing up? You know, he's growing up when he comes of age, like, Hey, I want to, let you know about these things so that when you start being serious about a woman, try to cultivate your relationship this way so that you don't, you know, when things get rocky, y'all not thinking about divorce. Yep. You know, 
Well, that's the goal for a lot of this. When I first started, uh, <clears throat> we're going to get real transparent. Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. When I first started writing, to me, it was like a memoir in case anything ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. Self-infliction, those types of yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Because that's how bad I was. So now it's, I am documenting what I'm feeling right now up until, let's say I don't make it out of this. Everything is going to be transcribed, written down, so that my kid can learn from it somehow. In the event, Mm -hmm. like, I couldn't take it anymore, if you will. I was going to have as much written down as possible. That way, hopefully, he could learn from it. Everything that I write about, um, everything that I talk about, is almost like I am talking to my kid right now who doesn't who, who doesn't understand what I'm saying right now. But when he gets to be 25 and, he, and he's starting to date around and he wants to get engaged and that type of stuff, here's the stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. And initially, I was writing it, and now I'm going to talk it out because he may be an audio listener, learner, right? That's the goal of all of this. You know, learn mercy for yourself. There is nothing wrong with forgiveness. Learn about your ego and how to trap all these things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, A key to most women is they just want to be seen. In a lot of my writings, the longer ones, when I go on these rants about the certain details that she does, we've talked about this in ego, I think ego podcast number one or number two. And I think Cam Cam said, uh, do I have to remind her every time that she drinks from the rim of a glass you know eventually that's going to get old um i don't spice it up man tell her you like the shade of lipstick that's on that rim of that glass i don't know it's these certain little things just to let her know that she's still seen yeah i still see you there was a reason that initially you got into that relationship in the first place you were attracted probably physically when you saw somebody you see their picture you see them in real life the way they smelled all these things like you get attracted to that person Keep talking about it. Because I know you're thinking it. That's yeah. the thing. Right. Like when you brought it up, Cam, and you said every time she drinks from, from a glass, it's the way she drinks. I don't know. The way she holds it in her left hand, the way her wrist looks. Do I have to remind her every time? Every time she drinks from a glass, does it, does it shake you still? Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, then, yeah. You're already thinking it. <laughs> so use your words. Yeah. Use the words. That's something that I've ran into in my personal life because I get, I don't want to say stagnant, but. Um, it's not even something I realize. I'll start to, th- or have started, uh, past couple months to uh, think things and not say them, which is, I don't. Know, I've gotten better on it because I'm conscious about it now because she she made me aware. But like um, telling her she's pretty, it's, these are things that I think every single time I like, every time I answer a FaceTime and she's sitting there grinning ear to ear at me, and uh, but. There were times where, like, weeks would go by and I wouldn't tell her just because it's. I think it every single time. I just never said it. Um, so things that she had brought to my attention, and um, that's where that communication, that talking comes in. But um, I do have actually thought of two. The, I'm going to make the first one shorter. And I want to hear both of y'all's thing on this because you have different situations. At the breaking point, and right before looking back do you think you were selfish or selfless where you you let yourself get to the point where you're being stepped on or do you look back and think i maybe could have tried a little bit harder um i know 100 percent that i could have tried harder 
Um, I think the issue with me and what I've come to terms with is uh, getting into the relationship that I was in and then marrying the woman that I married. I look back on it now and I know that I was not prepared to be in that in that marriage. It happened, it happened fast, you know, in less than a year, you know, we were married. Um, and for some people, that's it's successful. Right. But I know for me, looking back on it, I, I wasn't ready the way that the way that I loved my, my love was a, a very transactional type of love. Um, and because of that, the moment she wasn't giving as I was giving, then that, you know, that that broke me to a to a point. Um, and so if I were to go into that marriage or any marriage going forward, you know, um, I know that I would have to go into it knowing that I can give this person unconditional love. And if I can't give that to them, then I have no business being there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what I was going to follow that up with. Then mm -hmm. what advice would you give to level out that selfish versus self um, selfish versus selfless is how to know that going in. But you pretty much just answered it for me in that last sentence. Was, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You have to know that you're, you're, you're able to give that to that person. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be yeah. all the way in so that there's nothing but right. selfless. What people need to realize, um, and I've said it before, and I've actually heard it here recently uh, in a sermon that I was listening to is, and I, and I truly believe this, love is not a feeling. Love is a decision that you make, right? The things that you, uh, the things that you do out of love that promotes a feeling, a feeling of satisfaction, a feeling of um, sensation or, or a sensation of like, uh, I don't know, like it feels good or whatever the case may be, you know, um, intimacy, you know, all of those things that is because of what you're doing, that, you know, how you're loving this, this causing those emotions to come out. But to me, love is not a feeling. This is a decision. It's me saying that I am deciding that no matter what, I am going to hold up my end of the deal. That is love. I'm giving you that. That's what you deserve. That's what I'm giving you, you know? Yeah. And I think people need to stop throwing that word around just because they feel this person smiled at them and that made them feel special. It's like, oh my God, that's love. That's not what love is. It's not a, to me, it's not a feeling, you know? You made me feel good with your smile. Cool, you can say that, you know? You make me feel good when you, hopefully that's her saying this, but when you rub my feet at night, you know, that feels good. I feel seen by you. I feel all of these things, right? But all the things she's feeling, she's feeling that because of the things that I'm doing uh, for her. And I'm doing those things because I've made a decision to to do that no matter what. You know what I mean? The decision that I made and that decision is to love her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's not something that I had before I got married. I didn't have that. You know, I was still thinking on the the very immature mind of a 23, 24 year old at the time, um, which was uh, the butterflies in your stomach that, you know, yeah. that must be love. And it's like, no, that's not love. That's infatuation. That's what that is. You know, you really, really like this person. But if that person were to have a bad day and come home and do something to offend you, you don't have those butterflies anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if that could be taken away, that was never love. You know what I mean? That was never love. That was just infatuation, you know? So the advice I would give to somebody like yourself or uh, my son when he becomes of age or any, any guy out there listening right now or any guy that I meet is, is to learn how to love um, unconditionally first before there's even a person in that slot. You know what I mean? 
going go into it prepared to know that whatever you are giving, you're not going to receive it. Hopefully you do. But if you don't, it doesn't shake you. It doesn't matter, you know, because then when your significant other comes home and they're having a bad, it could be a bad week. It could be a bad year. It could be a, a whole year of just bad, you know, but at the end of the day, it's not going to change how you are loving her because you made a decision. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that as soon as you said that round Robin, my, my thought process to uh, times where he was talking about um, like the prime on the inner child and, you know, what if something happens in your partner's life where it, it shakes them and mm -hmm. they come back a different person for a little bit. Like you said, a whole year, like your right. family member dies, whatever. Um, yeah. I've never thought a bit, thought about it in that aspect where I mean, shit happens. It does. I mean, you think about it. Somebody, you said, you tell somebody, Hey, I love you. You got to understand what you're telling them. You're, you're telling them that no matter what, this is what I'm going to give to you. Now they come home. And if this based on who they are, like right then and there, if they come home a week from now and they're a different person because of some trauma that they experienced the week before. And now you say, I can't give you that anymore. You changed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, that's not, that was not, that, that wasn't what love was then. You know, you said, I love you because you are this way. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't do that to a person. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give you my heart as long as you are like this. But if you change, I'm taking my heart back. What's well, a lot of those, those guys that'll say like, she's crazy. They'll come at us all the time, right? Mm -hmm. They'll come to work all the time, and she's just crazy. Like, yeah, maybe she is. Still your woman. Still your woman. Still your woman, bro. Yeah. Or, like, uh, we don't have sex as much or as often as we used to when, you know, there wasn't any kids. So was your love based on sex? Exactly. You know? It's it's not about those things that you can get from that other person. It's not, man. What are you bringing to the table, right. bro? And whatever you're not getting shouldn't shake what you are giving. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whatever you're not getting shouldn't shake what you're not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. If there's no reciprocation there. Right. Sometimes in life, guess what? Newsflash. There's no reciprocation in life. Mm -hmm. Life doesn't owe you anything. Right. How is it we can give unconditional love to children, but we can't give it to our spouse? Mm. How's that possible? Well, it's, that's that's opening a whole <laughs> other box right there. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Because I tell you what, <clears throat> this, is, this is real. But tough. what I'm saying is you have the ability to do it. So no, you know no. that you can do it. You know you can do it. You, you Absolutely. Do it, but I you're agree. choosing to say, I don't want to do it for this. Correct. It's like, what is so, that? So I made this model and it's very simple. And at the top it says child. It's a circle diagram. Mm -hmm. Just like the wheel on a car, right? At the top it, it says child. And there's one big arrow and it goes down to adult. And then that arrow goes from the adult back up to the child. Real simple, right? Child, arrow down to adult, arrow back up to child. Here's the deal. And I could see it in my seven-year-old all the time. Love is very simple. Mm -hmm. Sadness is very simple. All of these emotions are very, very simple. But somehow along the way, we start packing on and we start convoluting all these things like love. You should be able to get reciprocation. You deserve this. You get that. And then we become this adult. And now I'm sitting here and I have this... 30 word definition of what I truly think love is. You know, I should be getting this. I should be getting that. Things are supposed to be this way. She's not doing this. No. And after I've done this healing and I'm pretty much my definition of love 
Well, I'm not going to take it away from you, but I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It's really simple. It is. It is very simple. I am looking at the word love. I'm looking at the word of sadness, happiness, hunger. All of it is very simple. Once I strip down all of that trash that I thought that I was, bing, 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 entitled to. Mm-hmm. thought I was entitled to reciprocation. I thought I was entitled to, I wasn't entitled to anything. Do you love that person or not? That's it. Do you love that person or not? Which has nothing to do with how they make you feel. Correct. It's it's how you want to give out this. You know what I mean? And if you feel something, if they make you feel in like some certain way, do you have the emotional capacity to have a conversation with them? You should if you love them. Mm-hmm. How do you... Let's throw a scenario then. And this I'm, I completely agree. I'm just trying to take this from all spots yeah, on the field. Absolutely. What if your uh, needs aren't being met? So you're saying, um, you know, love this person, but maybe like we're, we don't have sex as often as we used to or something like that. And, you know, primal man, all this stuff is uh, you, some people need more, uh, have more physical needs than others and say, you know, it's been however long or whatever. And in your relationship, the one person that supplies that isn't anymore so one of your needs aren't being met grow up you grow up that's what i said grow up because here's the reason i say it it sounds it sounds so harsh and i know it does but at the end of the day it's like this if your needs are getting met okay now what now what what is what is you know what i mean if your needs are you're not you're not getting enough sex it's like now what and what do you would resort to now you know you're going to leave your person because you're not getting enough sex so is your is your relationship based on the amount of sex that you get, you know, and I, and I guarantee you every guy would say, no, that's not it. Well, yeah. if that's not it, then you need to find another you need to find another outlet or find, you know, a therapist to go to or find find the underlying issue. Because I guarantee you the reason uh, or the reason you're not having sex as often is because there's a root there somewhere. That's what I was looking right. For. There is a root somewhere. Yeah. So if you love this person enough, don't look at the uh the effect you know look at the cause mm-hmm. find the cause and then the cause will tell you know th- that that's why they're doing what they're doing right if you yeah. love that person enough you'll dive deep yep. you'll go find the cause and the root of, of what's going on you that's know what something I mean? we've talked about a good bit is like uh like when's when's the last time you like ran or a bath with roses when's the last time you showed up with flowers randomly Say, well, I do this, this, and this. Yeah, you do that all the time. When's the last time you hit a a surprise or change something or, you know, break the norm? So those are all like actions, right? You do all these actions. For the Mm -hmm. longest time, I thought those actions, but you're you're making a very good point. I I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I was very action-based. I did all these things. I'm doing all these things, and still, there's no change there. A lot of times, those actions can make you feel good, right? Make your feet soft, Um that hot bath will relax your shoulders. So those are all like the physical things. It'll take some stress away from the physical body. Mark my words. Uh, you guys ever heard of the term sapiosexual? Mm-hmm. Sapiosexual are the people that are attracted to somebody with the intelligence in their mind. Yeah. One of the biggest muscles in your body um, is your brain. It is your mind. Um, stroke her mind. One of the first pieces that I wrote on uh, on the page when I started writing on there um, exclusively was give her brain a blowjob. Like, get in there. Mm-hmm. Use your words. And she's and maybe she won't 
open up and tell you everything right off the cuff. Well, then can you figure out why? I'm challenging you as a man right now. Can you figure out why? Why does she not trust you enough? My goal for, for my for my partner in the future, I want you to tell me the things that you only used to tell your girlfriends. Tell me all of it. I want to be completely transparent with all the vulnerabilities. So as, as, a, as a guy, as a man in the relationship, have you established enough trust for her to let all of her insecurities out with you and whatever she's feeling? And I do think a lot of times the only way to do that is if you have the capacity to do that with yourself. 100%. She has to see that you are secure within yourself. And a lot of guys out there, I'll challenge the hell out of you. I guarantee you, you're not. That's why you do all these things uh, for yourself. You don't feel secure in your own skin. And if you don't establish that type of home of how you, how you feel, and there's going to be times, I mean, for me, there are going to be times that I feel insecure, but I'm, I'll talk about it. I'm going to show you that this is an open platform. This is how I feel. And maybe perhaps she'll open up and show you how she feels. Once you get inside of her mind and you can establish that trust and you can have those words, I mark, mark my words. If she feels more comfortable with you in her head, she's going to let you inside of her hips. I agree. I agree. And the other, the other side to that going back, um, if, if you have a woman who at one point had no problem, you know, giving up the sex, if you will, and then she no longer does it, she recognizes the drop off in sex. She absolutely recognizes it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it doesn't feel good to her either. Now imagine the guy, he recognizes it, and then he jumps on her about it. Now she's insecure. Now she now you just showed her that you can't she can't trust you with, you know, her feeling a certain way. It could be something about her body that she is feeling now that she doesn't feel as um sexy or whatever, or whatever the case may be, you know. Um it could be trauma that happened in the past that she never brought up and then she thought she was over it and something happened it triggered her and now she's back into this place of like you know closed off or whatever you know mm -hmm. but if all you're worried about like i said is the effect and what you're not getting i feel like to her maybe that tells her just like you know maybe i can't trust him with this information do you think it could be as simple as asking like hey i notice we don't do this as much anymore is there a reason why you want to talk about it you think it's that simple? A lot of people won't have that talk. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think it depends on the person. No, I think you need to pay attention to your person and and understand how to present that question to them. It's going to sound different for every relationship, yeah. for sure. But if you've asked your significant other questions like that in the past and it went well, then yeah, phrase it that way. But if not, then you need to find a way that however you say it, you're not striking a chord when you you, know, yeah. when you do it you know what i mean yeah uh, but i do think it's as simple as asking the question at least it opens the door you know yeah. cover this is a question that i asked you a while back <clears throat> um do you think as the man in your relationship that you can be completely vulnerable with your significant other with your woman hmm. I think at that time you asked me that question, um, I was probably in a different place right now. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. Would I? Uh, 
I don't know, because it depends on the woman I'm in a relationship with. You know, if I feel like she can handle it, sure. If, if not, then... Well, I think those are the only types of women that you're know. trying to attract, too, though. That's what I was going to say. Well, if yeah, for sure. It, but you that... just never know, because you could be six months in a relationship, and that topic never came up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then now here it is. And you're like, dang, like, you know, I don't know, you know? So, but do you remember your answer back then? Cam, you remember? Uh, oh, yeah. All right, so I asked, I asked him, I said... Do you think you could be completely vulnerable and weak? Vulnerable isn't really weak. Right? I don't believe it's weak. I don't think it's weakness. No. But that, that's just... So both you and I just looked at each other like, is it? Question mark. Why did we even have that question mark there? I think it's something that's been built into us through time, though. Mm-hmm. That vulnerability is weakness. And that's something across the male platform that I did want to address. But I did ask you, <clears throat> can you ever be completely vulnerable with your woman... And his answer was, Cam? Uh, no, she won't look at you the same after. So that's different. So vulnerability and uh, when I say she won't look at you the same, what I'm talking about is um, crying and weeping about, okay. a, you know, about, a, about a topic or something like yep. that. Uh, being helpless without a plan type of... I think once you expose a woman to that, then I don't think she will see you the same. Okay. Because I do think a man should be a leader. I agree. You know, um, his woman should be able to to help lead in, in certain, you know, aspects. I don't think she's a, just a tag along by no means. You know, that's not how, I wouldn't want a woman like that anyway. Um, however, because I am a man and I am built, like to lead, I want to make sure my family's protected. I want to make sure that we have a plan and we're going to be successful. We're not going to be in a box on the street somewhere living. You know what I mean? Yep. And so because of that, the moment I appear to be feeble, weak, weeping, crying, um, and not to say that anything is wrong with tears, but when you look that way because you don't have a plan and you're scared because you don't know what to do, that vulnerability or that weakness is something that I feel that if she sees you in that state, you're yes, you're done. No, I completely agree opinion. with it. And it's beautiful the way that you just put that. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of guys, they don't think about it too much. And they say, she can never see me cry because she'll see me as weak. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's not the deal. Like my woman, I, I've accept, she'll see me cry. That will happen. Mm-hmm. But if it's something out of like pain or that something is afflicted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then... I'm coming and hell's coming with me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, some tears are different. They are. You know, I, some I, tears are I, different. A woman can see a, a guy crying and she knows like war path. Yeah. You better watch out. You oh, know? absolutely. And she can see other tears and it's like, oh man, I feel sorry for this guy. Yep. And if, if that's, there it is. If she sees it and it's like, I feel sorry for him. I think you're done. I think you're done then. You know? I st- I, well, I still think there's a caveat to that because, like, like you said, with pain, like if you have um, something like that, it comes back up. I think they can, like, they feel bad, but it's, it's not like, oh, like he's helpless. It's like, but that's the kind of fear. That's the kind of the tears I'm talking about. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. I know that's. Yeah, um, that's that hit the nail on the head for yeah. me. It was like helpless without a plan. Right. Right. I think you should always have a plan as a man. You should always, and not to say that you have everything figured out by any means, but you know that your plan of like when you, when you fail, when you fail and it's like, dang, I need to regroup that part that says I need to regroup. 
that's good enough. Yes. You know that eventually you're about, you're going to get out of this. You know, do you know how right now? No, but I'm going to figure it out. And I think a woman needs to have that trust in her man to know that I can get behind her. It doesn't matter what we go through. We're going to fall. We're going to fail. We're going to do all these things. But at the end of the day, between the two of us, I know I can climb on his back. I know I can. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I like that. So the ability to, you have to be resilient, pick yourself back up. You have to. All right. Now I'm going to stretch just, just a little bit further. I'm going to evolve this conversation some. Now you're in this perfect situation. No, nothing's perfect, but you're in this, this, this beautiful love. Something detrimental happens in life. Um, and like you said, you have to pick yourself back up and go. In today's world, in today's society, what do you think that we are we? That the males and the females are being taught to be hyper-resilient. And when I say hyper-resilient, I mean as soon as something breaks or you fall down or fail, you have to get right back up. Like, I, I do think that's one of the reasons why people dive bomb into uh, instant gratification validation for themselves. Instead of just feeling and in, in sitting in that pain so you can learn and understand um, they just jump into really hot things really fast. Mm-hmm. I got to get back up. People, you can't see me broken. And it's like, it's it's okay to be, you're going to be broken for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Because in the darkness, you find the light. And sometimes you need a lot of dark. You need that. Don't be afraid of the dark. You can't be scared of it. I don't think many people go into that dark side of themselves and that pain and that hurt. Um, and come out in a in a positive way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But also, I do want to jump back on this just just briefly, just briefly, right? Because I don't want I don't want to give the notion that um, because you are a man that you're never going to feel helpless. You are going to feel helpless. But I feel like when you are helpless, that is not the time to bring that to your woman. I think you sit in groups like this with trusted men, you know, that you that you do trust and you that's when you express your helplessness and maybe they can help you because you trust them to get a plan. And when you have a plan, you can still go back to your woman sad or whatever. But now you have something to give her to let her know, like, we're going to be all right, though. You know what I mean? But I feel like don't bring helplessness to your significant other, you know, bring a plan at least. And even if you have to refine that plan with your significant other, when you get there, that's fine. But it's just something that you, that you have, you know, instead of just absolutely nothing. Well, in, in, in showing up with the intent to like work together on it. Yeah, for sure. Important as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not being like, please figure this out for me. Yeah. I'm in a bad spot. I need you, but being, Hey, I'm in a bad spot. This is what I'm thinking. What do you, what do do you think? Me? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever had a conversation with a really strong woman, though? I don't mean like strong-willed, but somebody who has the capacity, the capability, if you were helpless, that you don't have to sit in a room with other men. Like, she's got it figured out, too. Yeah, but it's I, here's here's how I feel. Like, I just think that, um, and this this is an extreme um, but let's just say 
right? That you have a man and a woman that are exactly the same, right? If they are exactly the same, why do you need each other? You know what I mean? Let's just say mm-hmm. you don't need two cams. You only need one, right? And so if that's the case, then it's like you're not going to. Um, so I, I agree with you to an extent. You know, if you have a strong woman, you should be able to bring, you know, things to her and not have to go sit amongst, you know, your guys or anything. But at the end of the day, it's not like I'm going to walk throughout my life and just have one helpless moment. I'm going to have plenty of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think that I can just continue to bring these these helpless moments to my woman. You know, like I don't I don't feel like that's a, a. A good thing to do for our relationship. I wouldn't think that would be a good thing, you know, to do. Um, eventually, I think that she will look at it as like, man, like, I feel like you should you should have this figured out. You know, I, I came into this relationship thinking that, you know, I could, you know, you're, if you're a man, you're asking to be a leader. You're asking her to allow you to to lead. But whenever, you know, situations come up and you're you're breaking down and you are, you're helpless, you're, you're coming to her to, it's like, you were, you said you wanted to lead, you know, what do you want to lead then? If you're not, if you don't have the capacity to, you know what I mean? No, for sure. And, and I so. do think that um, one of the qualifying traits within a female is, is this a guy? Is this a man that I want to have kids with? And mm-hmm. do I want his type of the way he goes about life to uh, the same, his same principles, his um, uh, core values? The way he handles problems is that the way I want him to raise my sons and daughters? Right. Is this um my question at the beginning that was going to be the the person strong-willed woman or not strong-willed but you know strong however you put it is she your partner or just somebody? Because that's one of the questions that I thought when we initially started this was um I I believe you should. It doesn't have to be a, a group of men that men have to go to, um, you know, whoever your people are, whoever, yeah, whoever your people, people are. are. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And I think like going to uh, another woman on certain topics or whatever um, could be very beneficial. And you can go to, I, I believe you can go to them helpless as long as you come back to the person that relies on you, like we we're saying with the plan and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was touchy though, because yeah. it's a woman, and your woman may get jealous of. Well, that's you know, situational. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Relationship, it is. relationship. It, is. it could be yeah. an auntie. You know what I mean? Like it could be right. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> well, let's so. let's flip it and put you in the same shoes. Let's say you're in your relationship and you go to another girl with your problems. Or, the way that I live through my relationship, very personal, is if. I wouldn't like it. I don't do it. So, no, I would not. Um, because of the reason of the now thought process on that, I feel like I definitely could. It would be beneficial, all these other things. But we actually just had this conversation um, that, uh, and this is a conversation we had very, very earlier in our relationship, was that I... I want to be, and I feel the need to be your, your provider, your fixer, all these things. You shouldn't have to, or feel the inclination to go to anybody else, Mm -hmm. um, for your problems. 
So in return, that's what I give because that's what I expect. Um, like I said, it goes relationship to relationship, but <clears throat> yeah, like for me, I'm kind of like an alpha. I, I see things a lot more openly now, but, um, and I'm going to open this up. This is going to, this is going to open it up, but I don't want my woman talking to another man about her problems. I think that's fair. That. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know. I, and this guy can be, he can be awesome. Now, um, I think I've talked about it before. <clears throat> the way that I look at males and or men, I say, is this a guy that I can trust with my wife if she fell out of the tub and passed out? You know, and that puts you in that special group. So if my significant other, you're no longer going to like some other guy, like if she was to go to, to Cobra or to camp, I would, I would actually feel kind of okay with that. Right. Cause you guys are like my brothers. I know nothing would ever happen. And it's not because I think that she would try to do something or she's trying to manipulate the situation is, is, you know, as clean as I just know how trashy guys are. I do a girl with a lot of guy friends. Sorry, because for me, what I know about males, Steve Harvey talked about it. You know, a majority of those guys, 99% of men are list or males, not real men. 99% of males are listening to you and your problems. So they could slide inside those guts. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. eventually. Okay. They're building that foundation. I've, I've always brought that up is, uh, ask the question like if if you asking a female if you gave them the chance what do you think their answer would be right be real with yourself right yeah. I agree with that if you were in the middle of the day if you were to say if she was to be on her phone and you could be talking about you know uh, relationship stuff the, the problems that you're having with with your with your man and so on and so forth you pick any time out of the day text him text that guy and say, I just want to get ran through real quick. I just have this hunger and desire and see what he'll respond to you. I would love, I would love for somebody to do a study on this. Mm -hmm. What out of this hundred females, they sent a message to who they thought was just their friend, if you will. And she said, I just want to, I just want to sit on you, man. I just need, I just need to sit on somebody. How many guys would respond when and where? I would just love to see the data on that. Yeah. I'm sure there'd be some guys who'd be like, no. Yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. you're going to have everything. There's going to be some but, guys who are going to be skeptical. Yeah. Some guys who are going to be like, all right, this is a setup. Yeah. You're trying to get me beat up. Right. You know, some guys who are actual good guys where say, I have, I have a friend who's a girl who comes at me like that. I know you're broken. I'm not going to break you more. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, no, you need to figure yourself out because you're hitting yeah. the bottom, girl. But but I get what you're saying. You're talking about the female who has multiple guy friends. Most of her friends are guys, probably. You know what I mean? That's probably the female that you're referring to. Yeah, I get it. And you could have a lot of guy friends. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. All I'm saying is it's for not. For you. Yeah, for me, yeah. it's just it's not going to work. Yeah. Healthy boundaries, I think, is a big thing. Like, and those boundaries being apparent. Do you think somebody would just call you jealous? Like, oh, you're just jealous, then, or you're you're a jealous type because you won't, 
you're close-minded you won't you know talk to a female who has a lot of guy friends just because you know you can call me whatever you want <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore like yeah. there was a time when if somebody was to say that let's, yeah. let's rewind it like 18 months and somebody mm-hmm. would say like oh you're just a jealous guy you're very insecure about yourself no, I'm so secure with myself now <laughs> that I'm okay with <laughs> that, that. I'm okay with saying it out loud. Like, no, yeah. just no. You could call me whatever you. I don't. It's, yeah, that's okay. fine. At the end of the day, I'm still gonna date that yeah. female. <laughs> you know? Tonight, I'm gonna go to bed in peace, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna be worrying. I'm, I'm done worrying about things. It's mm-hmm. just this is the way it is for my home. This is the way it is for me moving forward, and you know, looking for that next one. What would it take? That's one of the things. Just it is what it is. Yeah. And those, I remember uh, we were having the the conversation at work, and uh, the one girl at work, because I think Cam asked me, he's like, "So what is it going to take for you to find? So like, what are your traits that you kind of look for now? So on and so forth." And I'm going over these things, and the girl says, uh, "You can't have a checklist like that. Like a checklist? What do you like a checklist?" Bro, I can have whatever I want. You really can. I can have whatever I yeah. want now. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not, I'm not shaming other people. I'm just telling you, this is where I stand now. Right. And I'm standing in my peace. I know my worth and I won't settle. It's not right. happening anymore. Yeah. Knowing what you want is such a big thing. It's important, man. Because for a lot of people who didn't know what they wanted, they ended up covering it up with other things, right? You do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or the like settling. I, you know, we're talking earlier about like, uh, see, this is where the road gets slippery because I feel like you should never settle. You should never, you know, um, put off your own wants and needs uh, just for what you have in a balance with realizing what you have. Slippery road. But, um, yeah, no, settling is. Well, overall, people change. I finally accepted that people do change. Um, that was a hard pill for me to swallow for a very long time because I thought that, you know, the way that we went into this thing, if you love me at 18, why don't you love me anymore at 36? I'm the same type of guy that I was then as I am now. But people do change, and what they see is they're like, what they want in life changes. And what used to be number eight is now number one you know when you first start dating at 18 or you get married at 18 19 you're probably not thinking about kids right now it's probably lower on your priority list but now that you're about to have these kids now it's number one people change their outlook changes there's nothing wrong with that but as people change and their priorities change what they can see is they can feel like they're settling with this other partner that they're in this relationship with because like his his priorities haven't changed though, and he doesn't like value the things that I now value. It's like, well, did you even were you even honest with yourself that you have changed? Because I can't I can't read your mind. I can see that things are different, and typically I'm I'm the type of guy where it's I continue on doing the same things that probably we did when we were eighteen, but those things are not of value as much to you anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. But that's why I feel that, you know, like unconditional love is the only love that works. I I, you know I, I, I hear mean? you. I, you know, I, I hear you. I do. Yeah. It's really fun to unpack all this stuff. 
This one was scattered. Scattered is good sometimes, though. Yeah, I know. I like it. Because this is the way that we talk, and we've figured so much out, right? Because yeah. I see the timeline. Since we, or before we close it out, you want to throw that uh, that car question? <laughs> I'm excited. All right. You setting me up? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, one of my favorite therapists that I had, she would put things in metaphors. That way she can talk to my guy brain. That's how I operate, I guess, through metaphors. Mm -hmm. So here's one for you that we talked about earlier today at work. Okay. You're driving on a bridge. Your car goes off the bridge. You've got five, six minutes before you hit the water. You will die. What are you doing with your time? You get to have, what did we say, four things? Yeah, three things. You get three or four things that you get to indulge with. In the car? Yep. So you can you can pop into existence at a second. As soon as you think about it, you have it. We got five or six minutes though. Honestly? And I mean, I don't know, it's gonna be a very boring answer to a lot, but five or six minutes to do whatever. I can just like yep. snap my finger and I'm there. Boom. Five or six minutes, I'm spending it with my son. Boom. There you go. That's the same thing that I said. I said, a conversation? Yeah, I'm going to have a conversation with the kiddo. It was some of the best conversations I ever had. Yeah. Is him in the back seat, windows down, music going. Yeah. He's like, Dad, play that part of that song again. Right. I was like, man, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Had a feeling that was going to be... Without a doubt, man. Yeah. (laughs) Without a doubt. But the the whole talk afterwards with like... um, It shows where... Like, if you think about... So listeners out there, you like think about what your couple of things would be those and be honest with yourself. Those are your like no shit, good pleasures. That's what's going to like make you happy. And then ask yourself, like, are you are you going after those or not? Say it's say you're a guy and it's some ex-girlfriend that you would want to have in the car. Like, OK, be real with yourself. Why aren't you? Why aren't you pursuing that? They feel like they got time. Yeah. Mm hmm. They feel like they got time. And then when you put somebody in a position where you strip that away from, you take that time away, it's like, how would you spend it? You know, that's that's smart. I like that. Yeah, you know? yeah and why aren't you going after it? And I know that yeah. if somebody's on your mind all the time, that means you're at war in your head. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you got to get out of your head. Yeah. So reach out with that conversation. There was a time, so when I asked this, because sometimes I would ask myself, and it would let me know where I'm at in life. There was a time couple years ago when I said if I had three things that I could do falling off this bridge in five minutes I'm going to do a couple lines of blow right <laughs> I want that bottle of gin because I mean I was just I didn't care Yeah, I want thunderstruck from ACDC just rocking my <laughs> speakers and then you fast forward now where I'm at in life like the conversation with the kid well who would you want to spend your time with in that passenger seat who owns that passenger seat all the settings that who owns that right now mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm not lost in my head wondering, when is she going to get here? Things will just happen. Yeah. It's with myself, my peace. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I like that patience and peace, man. I'm all about patience and peace. Patience and peace. Two Ps? Two Ps. I'm going to throw a C in there, too. Content. <laughs> I love that right now, content. I love it, man. Ten is awesome. Yeah. Ultimately, I think uh, for everybody just to have some mercy for themselves. Grace. Have some mercy yeah. 
for yourself. Uh, those people that offended you and caused all this chaos in your life, learn forgiveness, man, because th the sooner you for them is the sooner you can forgive yourself. I'm going to tell you right now, once you have some mercy, you grant some forgiveness, and you give forgiveness to yourself, mark my words, you're going to have the same feeling I have right now, and you're going to be floating in the clouds. Absolutely. You can't put a price tag on this. No. You can't. No. That was a good episode. That was solid. Cobes, I appreciate the teakwood candle. Absolutely. And the <laughs> words. Nice. The insight. Cam, I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. We love everybody. Love is all around us. If you have extra love, there could be somebody out there that's hurting right now or yearning or wanting that thing. Throw it in the atmosphere. Let's soak this world in it.